Welcome to the Cut to the Cord podcast, your homegrown cast over everything Husker football and the Husker football team won this week. Hey-o. I'm Aaron Bonderson, joined by Nolan Gotch for episode three here of the 2021 football season, 52 to 7. Huskers beat Fordham. Uh, what were your kind of initial thoughts, Nolan, on uh, the team's performance as a whole? Yeah, I thought that they played pretty good. I mean, it was kind of what we were expecting out of them. Um, last week I said 41-10, and you said 63-10. So we were both 14 points off, but you favored the spread for Nebraska. I didn't. You come up victorious in that. So you're now 1-1 one one on the season on the spread, right? Now I go to 0-2, so ooh, not not doing good there. But, <laughs> hey, Nebraska did pretty good on the field. I was um, pretty happy with the performance. I mean, it still seemed like a kind of week one performance. It was a little sloppy, especially in the first quarter. Um, run game took a little longer to get going than um, I would have liked. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's you're going to have a couple mistakes. Fordham's going to make a couple plays. I mean, they're still better than a high school team. They're going to make a couple plays throughout the game, which they did. And... That linebacker with 30 tackles, that was nuts. I mean, that guy is insane. Tied the NCAA record for a single game. Yeah, I mean, just all over the field. Yeah, so that guy's absolutely nuts. But, you know, I mean, I didn't think we played too bad. How about you? Um, <clears throat> initially, when I, like the first quarter, our first drive, I think I think our first play, Adrian Martinez fumbles, and I'm, but we recover it, and I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. But then we got, I think we got a first down on like a 20-yard run by Martinez, and then we punt, and I'm like, you know, I, I've seen games where we play someone, you know, inferior, and we kind of come out a little bit slow, and then we kind of figure it out as we go. So I wasn't super worried, but part of me was like scared. But overall, I think as the game went along, the passing game looked good. I mean, a- Adrian Martinez loves Samori Torre. I mean, that connection, I think, is going to benefit us in the long run. Uh, we got a number one running back kind of emerge and marquee step, I would say, over 100 yards. Um, we didn't have a lot of 100-yard uh, games last year for running backs, I don't believe. So, I mean, that's even though it's against Fordham, that's still an accomplishment. Um, a couple other things, Austin Allen and Omar Manning both had uh, three catches or more. So that's promising, especially to see Austin Allen uh, back and healthy because he was kind of a, a big part of the offense last year. Um, the defense, I mean, other than the one big play looked pretty good. And, uh, we took care of the ball for the most part. Uh, like he's, we mentioned here before we started recording, uh, the first team offense took care of the ball. So yeah, happy. I think Adrian did what he had to do with the ball. Um, against a team like that, you just got to take care of it. And I think he did pretty well. Um, just clean football out of him all day other than, you know, one bad throw, but it was a long throw. It's going to happen. You know, it was early in the game. Still a little pumped up from the tunnel walk and first getting out there, first home game, first time with fans out there. So, I mean, he's probably a little more pumped up at the beginning, and, you know, he settled in. He was really good. He looked fine under the pocket. Our offensive line, um, after the first quarter, seemed like they were giving him plenty of time to throw the ball, and that's I mean, that's what he can do when he has a lot of time is put balls in, the, in receivers' hands really well. Uh, like you said, Samore, it seemed like he was always open downfield. He um, basically terrorizing defenses down there. Seemed like every route he ran over 20 yards, he just had separation from everyone. 
really happy with everyone getting in the game. I mean, Chancellor Brewington getting a touchdown, getting a Xavier Betts a reception. Alante looked really good in that one reception that he had where he just absolutely broke that one guy's ankles. Um, so hopefully we see a lot more out of Alante Brown um, and Xavier Betts. Those are two guys that I want to see play the play on the field a little more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall I think they played well. I think they're developing pretty well. Alante's shifty, though. I want to see him play more, and Betts with his speed. I think that, you know, those guys are crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we found our number one running back, and it's pretty obvious that it's Marquis Step now having 18 carries um, when, you know, last week it was Gabe Irvin that had the most carries, and this week he only had six. And then following him was Sevion with nine after Step. So it looks like uh, Step's turning into that uh, RB1 role. I think rightfully so. I think he's the most, like, overall good best back we have right now. Um, I think he takes care of the rock. And, I mean, that's one of the one things right now that our offense needs is, like, the last, like, three years that's been destroying us is turnovers. So, like, we just need guys on the field that are just, like, super consistent. So, you know, like, quarterbacks that don't throw picks. So, I mean, Adrian without a pick through two games, check. Running backs that don't like to fumble. Step looks like he is holding that high and tight, not giving it up anytime soon. Knock on wood, check. And then receivers that, you know, are going to catch the ball, not let it go off their hands and into a defender's like the JoJo interception um, or anything like that. Just, you know, hold on to the ball, secure it after catch. And, you know, we got guys like Torre, Allen, and uh, Omar that seem like, you know, they're going to be good with holding the rock. So I think that's a big thing on offense is, um, you know, we're, we're going to out – yardage a lot of teams it's just keeping the turnovers down and if we do that we're going to win some games and so i mean i think we have a good group to, to keep those turnovers down yeah like you said austin allen back uh and performing well that's nice to see i kind of hope to see a little more of omar manning we saw a little flash of that uh, i think three catches for about 50 yards uh so that's kind of exciting uh, I do agree that it's it was very important for us to establish a number one running back going even into Buffalo um, because don't get don't get me wrong Buffalo uh, you know they're inferior but they could definitely beat us and so to have a number one back we can carry uh, that can kind of carry the load in the fourth quarter is going to be important and we talked about Gabe Irving a little bit before we started here. I think we agree on one thing that maybe he's a project where he needs a little more time. I think on my end, I could see where it would... And you think, you know, you mentioned that he should get redshirted. Uh, I think that's that's possibly something that, that would be good for him too. But I could see him being a difference maker in the passing game out of the backfield maybe more than the run game. He needs to add some weight. I think like we both kind of agree on that. So I think he's going to be a talented player for us though in the future. Just too bad he can't quite breakthrough it seems like these first couple games yeah um i mean we have so many running backs we had eight running backs get carries in the last game with our two quarterbacks adding on for two more um but overall we just have so many guys that can run the rock and i think gabe's gonna be great running back um and you know it's super super early still but right now i just um i think he's super athletic um, but, you know, giving his body a little bit more time to gain some more weight, um, get the playbook down a little more, uh, I think would benefit him. But, you know, at the same time, it's like if we play him, I'm not going to be 
disappointed at all. He's, I think he's a really good running back. I think just for the longevity of this team, I think he could be like a really insanely good running back for us for, you know, four or five years. And if we give his body time to develop a little more, I think he'd get there. I mean, it was the same with Sevion. We saw that where he walked in, um, coming straight from Tulsa. Tulsa and uh, he, you know, he's a pretty small dude. Now it's like this year, it's like, whoa, like he gained some weight. He put on he put on some mass there, and he, he looked good running the ball too with two touchdowns on Saturday. Um, but like I said, I mean, either way, I'll be fine with if he plays or if he redshirts. I would, I mean, if I was a coach, I mean, which I'm obviously not, but I would say <laughs> I, I would, you know, try to keep his redshirt. But also at the same time, you know, giving him game reps is just going to make him better every week. So, um, you know, I'm fine with either. Yeah, um, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how they use him going forward. But like you said, Savion Morrison uh, looked good. I didn't really get a chance to see him a whole lot, unfortunately. But I'll take your word for it, plus the stat line, two touchdowns. uh, And he's gained a lot of weight, too. So um, good for him. Speaking of running backs... We know Buffalo had a really good running back last year. Um, thankfully, he's graduated or in the NFL. I'm not exactly sure, but Jared Patterson. Uh, we played Buffalo this week here in Memorial Stadium. Uh, they look to be committed to the run game again this year. Looking at their stats from last week, they beat a team called Wagner 69-7. Uh, to 7. Uh, They're an FCS program. And they had four different running backs get over 50 yards, but... I mean, against Wagner, I guess, take that for what it's worth, just kind of like anything we've talked about so far uh, with the Fordham game. But, Nolan, what do you kind of think of the Buffalo Bulls here at at a quick glance? Yeah, I mean, there's people that were like, oh, it should be an easy game, and then they come out and win 69-7. They're like, oh, yeah, but they played Wagner. It's like, okay, but we played Fordham. Didn't score that many points, and I, I I think Wagner's a little bit worse than Fordham, but at, also at the same time, I mean, basically what I'm saying is we're just gonna have to show up to play football, and you know, at, not just treat this like a cupcake, because I think it is gonna be a good game. I think it'll probably be within ten, fifteen, maybe twenty points. Um, not really sure. I mean, I, I like I I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo comes out and just takes a lead early against us and tries to put a lot of pressure on. I don't know if they're going to beat us, but also at the same time, I, I wouldn't be the most shocked I've ever been in my life. So, you know, I'm not really sure what to think of them. They're such a raw and, like, new team that you don't really know what to expect. Um, obviously, they lost their coach and a lot of players, but at the same time, that culture was still um, instituted in that program. So, you know, they definitely have guys still there. It's not like every single person transferred, so they still have guys there that – can make plays and, you know, know how to be a winning football team. So it's that's always something you got to be scared of. If, it doesn't matter what conference you're in, but if, if a team knows how to win football games, they're going to be scary no matter who they're playing. Yeah, and just looking at some quick stats here from, from last year, they, they're running back Jarrett Patterson, 1,072 yards and 19 touchdowns. That was just in seven games. I think all those probably Mac, Mac games, though. They also had another running back run for 700 yards in seven games last year, and that guy's back. Um, Kevin Marks is his name. He had 72 yards and two scores last week. So, I mean, our front seven will still have to play. I mean, they'll have to show up, you know, and uh, and be there ready to play. But, um, you know, their defense, obviously, seven points given up against Wagner. That's not really very indicative of anything, kind of like our seven points against Fordham. But – 
I don't know. Do we have a spread out yet on this game? I think it was one. Uh, it was thirteen point five. Thirteen point five. Yeah, we're minus six hundred on the money line. Over under fifty four. So two touchdowns to cover. Yep. Wow. I know. It's like I, even after like this first week of the season, fourteen points is. I mean, I feel like we could definitely cover that, but then like looking at the first week of the first official week, and you got like Oregon beating Fres a pretty good Fresno State team by seven, and you got Iowa State beating Northern Iowa by six, and I think Washington lost to Montana. Yeah. Um, just I mean a, a crazy week of college football. Honestly, I thought like there would be more separation between the top and the bottom, but it looks like Alabama Georgia and I don't know you can maybe throw a few other teams and then kind of everybody else is kind of fighting for a position um I don't want to widen the scope too nationally but anyway yeah 13 and a half what do you what do you think we could cover that one yeah I mean I th- I think we will I don't know at the end of the day it's a kind of a toss-up like I said before it's just such a new team you really have no clue what to expect I mean and even it's the same thing even for us really like we could be bad or we could be good. We can come out and throw 400 yards or we could go out and turn the ball over. We don't know, but they could they could very well do the same thing. I mean, we have a defense that seems like it's pretty good. Only allow seven points this week. Essentially only allow, what, like 14 points against Illinois. Actually, like true defensive giving yeah. up points. So, I mean, that's not too bad there from them. But... You know, I think at the end of the day we'll cover. For some reason inside of me, I'm saying that I feel like we're not going to, but I'm going to say we do. I have absolutely no idea. Trying to pick this one is – I really don't want to be the guy that says we only win by 10 or 13. It's an absolute stay-away game. Like if you're betting college football, just stay away from this yeah, game. Yeah, I would stay away from betting Nebraska football pretty much – I mean – no offense to you. I know you <laughs> you had some money out there for last week, but yeah, betting on, well, college football as a whole is hard to bet on, but Nebraska specifically, you just, I just don't know what we're going to get. I, I really hope we see more of like the second and third quarter Fordham type performance from the offense. Um, and I, I've said this week one, I wasn't too worried about our defense and and really they weren't that bad against Illinois. Like you said, what really only 14 points or so actually can be charged against them. I'm going to say, yeah, we cover. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I see us winning by 20. Yeah. I don't know, but I think it'll be 21, 38. I think we win by 17. I mean, they're going to put up points against us. That's the thing is we're not going to hold them to under 15 points. I don't think. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I think that we'll have to score. I think we'll have to score forty points to cover. Yeah, and I don't. I don't really know if we do that, but I don't know. Maybe only like thirty-five points to cover. If it's thirteen and a half, I think yeah. I think if we th- I think if we score thirty-five points, I think we cover. So they do return their quarterback also. Um, from last year, he didn't really he didn't really have to do squat last year though. He did yeah. complete sixty two percent of his passes, but I'm sure the safeties were always crowding the line. Um, made it pretty easy for him. Thirteen hundred yards. Eight, I mean, he had thirteen hundred yards in the running back 
almost had that too, so like on the ground. Yeah. Uh, seven touchdowns, three picks. Last week he went again against Wagner, uh, 15 of 19, 231 yards. That's 12.2 yards in attempt um, for two scores and no picks. Uh, pretty comparative, really, to Martinez's line. I think Martinez threw for 250. Um, yeah, I'll say I don't really know much about their defense, but I'm going to say Nebraska, Nebraska 35, Buffalo 20. Cover by so we cover a point and a half. <laughs> by a point and a half. So if you have not gotten this message yet, for those listening at home, do not touch this game. Yeah, no idea. This game is going to be gross one way or the other. Um, but the thing I want to bring up is the Big Ten West right now. Uh, Minnesota, Northwestern, and Wisconsin all losing in Week One. Um, with all three of them losing to a team on the other side of the Big Ten. So um, that makes, yeah, four four teams in the Big Ten West with a 0-1 record. So um, basically in, in the Big Ten play. So my point there is, I mean, people get disheartened about the Illinois loss, and, yeah, it does suck because, you know, that should be an easy win. should be one that you chalk up in the win column. But at the end of the day, it's it's not over till the fat lady sings because more than half the teams in just our side of the division or in our division in the conference have already lost a conference game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's really anyone's. I mean, Illinois, they're one in conference play, but they just lost to UTSA, so they're not going to be there. Uh, Purdue hasn't played yet, but Minnesota just lost uh, Mohamed Ibrahim for the season. He's done. I mean, he is an incredible back, probably one of the best running backs in the nation, if not the best. Um, so, you know, they're going to take a huge hit from that. Northwestern looked really bad. Yeah. Wisconsin, I mean, they're still going to be Wisconsin. They're going to be good, but their offense looked a little disheartening. Graham Mertz didn't look good at all. I think he had yeah. three picks or something. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, it was Penn State, but at the end of the day, he didn't look that good. Their defense still also obviously looked incredible, but if any team on offense, I think, just has a good day, um, I think that, you know, they might show up against Wisconsin and, I think Wisconsin's going to be a team all year that, you know, if they play like they did against Penn State, they're going to be on upset alert every week. I'm not saying that they're not going to still finish 8-4 and four or 9-3, and three, but if they play like how they did against Penn State, I think anyone could beat them if they show up. You know, a team like Iowa, I think that they're going to get job done against Purdue, Illinois, um, Northwestern, those guys. And I think Iowa's the most well-rounded team in the conference right now. I think everyone's chasing Iowa. Um, and then after that, it's Wisconsin. But, I mean, af- like, after those two, it's up for anyone. And if, if like, right, like right now, it, I mean, even if we do end up losing, obviously, to Ohio State, and then we'd probably drop one of the two against Michigan State or Michigan, like, I mean, we still – we can still get the job done. If we – because we, we can beat Wisconsin, you know? Like, I, I can oh, see yeah. us – like, especially what we just saw, I think it's only going to be – Iowa or Wisconsin at the top, and then, you know, obviously if we get the job done against Northwestern, Minnesota, and and Purdue, which, you know, after what happened last week, I like our chances a lot with Minnesota, you know, not looking good without Ibrahim, and then Northwestern just not looking good at all. I think we'll beat those and and Purdue, so we get three wins in in that side of the conference play, and then it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Iowa. I think, you know, I don't know if we will, and I don't know if I'm going to predict them to do it, but we definitely can beat Wisconsin. And you've seen what we do against Iowa every year. We've lost by 
a last possession score every year under Frost. So the Iowa just, game will be close. I mean, yeah. that's just how it is. It's just going to be, you know, every every one of those three games. It's like we lose by one possession and we make a couple mistakes that cost us possessions. And that's the game. They're just they were just a better polished team. And so if we come out and play polished football, we can beat Iowa too. And you know, that's what I'm saying is like no one can get their heads down already. Um, because you know our team, like we're coming off a win. If we, as long as we take care of Buffalo and we play close against Oklahoma, I, you know, and we can give this conference a run for their money on the West. I, I, I truly think so. I think the talent's there, and like I said, when it, at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Iowa, and anything can happen when we play them. So if we end up going two and zero somehow against those teams, we're going to be right in there. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So just going down the schedule, like, I mean. You you just, you just gotta. I don't even like. I don't even care about the spread, honestly. Against Buffalo, you win by three. You win by seven. It's it's a win. Um, hopefully we you know we escape that. Uh, at Oklahoma, at Oklahoma, I mean, they didn't look great. I mean, their defense looked vulnerable against Tulane. Um, I mean, on the road in Norman, I it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how Oklahoma looks next week. For sure, but I i mean, I still find it hard-pressed we beat them, but they looked beatable. Um, Michigan State looked tough, but, you know, I i mean, it's not like they're going to be invincible. Northwestern at home, like, I feel like we definitely should win that one. Mm-hmm. Michigan at home, Michigan looked good, but against Western Michigan, you know, still just not a lot of information out there on these teams. Minnesota on the road, like, we could definitely win that one. Uh, they, had, they had some decent-looking receivers, but... Tanner Morgan, uh, I think, was kind of riding the wave of Rashad Bateman a little bit. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to undersell him too much, but anyway, uh, Minnesota uh, on the road. I mean, that'll be, a, I mean, that'll be still be a, be a tough, tough game. game. Um, it depends how they do um, until we play them, because I mean that atmosphere against Ohio State was insane. Uh-huh. So you know, if they if they still end up winning games, their fans show out. It's going to be tough to win there in that atmosphere because that's you know that's a place that in the last couple of years has you know become pretty loud. That student section gets pretty crazy. The the stadiums you know it's a it gets pretty loud up there. So I think that's going to be a game. You know, as long as they don't drop and you know I don't think that they should drop another one. They play Miami, Ohio, Colorado, Bowling Green, and then Purdue before us. So I think we'll, it will still be a big atmosphere because I think they do end up going into the game against us 4-1. and one. And so, you know, we'll see. Um, but I think hopefully we beat them. Yeah. And, like, Oklahoma plays Western Carolina this week. Like, so what are we really going to learn from that? Not a Nothing. whole lot. <laughs> and so I, Michigan State, though, is an interesting game for me. I'm kind of curious to see how they do these next couple weeks before the Nebraska game. That one on the road, if they go into that one, um, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but if they go into our game undefeated, I'm sure they'll their fans will show out. Who's that? Michigan State. Yeah. See, they. I mean, they looked. I, I don't like we mentioned though Northwestern. We didn't really think both of us agreed. We didn't really think they were going to be. They looked pretty good against Northwestern. Yeah. Though. The only thing is they play uh, Miami. Oh. So, I mean, that'll be interesting because, I mean, Miami, obviously they played, I mean, the team to beat and got crushed, but on the road at Miami right before they play us. So, I mean, we'll learn a lot about Michigan State before we play them, and uh, hopefully, 
uh, we can learn a little bit more about Michigan too, because I, I mean, I could see Michigan going any direction this year. Yeah. Any direction. I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. Kind of like us. <laughs> yep. No clue. No clue what's going to happen until we see the first like two quarters. It's not like, all right, let's see the first drive and see what happens. It's for Nebraska to like, all right, let's see a full half of football. And then I'll tell you about what we're going to do in the next half. Yeah, like I like I mentioned the Fordham game, I was like scared the first drive, but I I kind of like calmed after that. I was like, well, I mean, we looked good in the first few quarters against Illinois, and we saw how that happened. So sometimes it's almost better if we get some of our hiccups out of the way in the first drive or two. I know that sounds weird to say. Okay, so Michigan plays Washington, Northern Northern Illinois, who beat uh, Georgia Tech. This last week, so a couple of those games will be interesting. And they play Wisconsin right before us. So we'll know a lot about Michigan before we play them. Yeah, they might be battered pretty bad when we play them if they play Wisconsin the week before. Yeah, they might get beat up a little bit. That'll be good for us. <laughs> Send the schoolyard bully out for them first before we <laughs> – it's really like the like a video of like, oh, we pick a fight with someone, but then we get our big friend in the background to go beat, beat them up. And then we just come in when they're already on the ground and just try to kick them. If we beat them, it might be a little bit like that. It's like, all right, Wisconsin, go beat up, beat them up a little bit. Just run the ball right in their mouth. And all right, cool. Time to play them. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this schedule sets up kind of interesting for us where, you know, like we play Oklahoma on the road, on the road, Michigan State. Then we get, I mean, Northwestern at home, that'll be a nice break before we play, you know, Michigan at home and, and we see on a the nice road break, But they could still come out and beat us. Yeah. North, I Northwestern don't, is still coached by, like, one of the best coaches in college football. So yeah, you're anything, right. But. They'll get better. Yeah. I mean, none of these are sure wins, let's be honest. We only got the one sure win out of the way right, right here a couple days ago. You're right, yeah. <laughs> you are 100% right. Um, Purdue though, seems like one where it's like, okay, if we lose that one, I don't know if, I don't know if we have a, a head coach after that game, <laughs> after Purdue, if we, if we lose to Purdue, yeah, I don't that's, know. That's I don't a possibility. know. I don't want to play AD because that's not my job, but <laughs> no, let's definitely just go into overreactions here. <laughs> one and one coming off of a cover, uh, spread covering win. And yeah, let's go right into overreactions. Yeah, I mean, that's everyone will try and like paint this week one with like one brush for every team. Like, oh, they're they're good. They're ba-. like I read takes. So like Clemson's out of the playoff. It's like, yeah, the ACC looked Texas like crap. Is back. Yeah, te- don't even. Oh my god, Texas is back, baby, for the eighth time in seven seasons. <laughs> it's like Fast and Furious. It's like the Fast and Furious eight. Texas yeah. is back eight. We'll see what, how this one turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Texas just run for a first down gain on second and four? They're back. They were hyping up their quarterback, too. I, apparently their running back was supposed to be good or whatever, but it was Louisiana who was ranked because, obviously, they had one big win last year against yeah. Iowa State, sure. And I'm waiting for Dabo to come out and now try to plead for the 12-team playoff this year. <laughs> he finally is, like, on track to, like, miss it. I mean, they're definitely on the outside looking in now, but mm-hmm. it's still, like, the ACC honestly did did not look good. But Yeah, because Georgia has know. that huge head-to-head. Because, yeah. you know, like, at the end of the day, you know, Alabama's probably going to take care of Georgia. But if a Georgia's a one 
like a one-loss team and it's Georgia at four and Clemson at five or they're both four and five at mm-hmm. the end of the year, like you got to you gotta give it to Georgia. They, they won. Like you, if, you, if both teams have like one loss, I don't really see how you could put Clemson in over Georgia. That's huge because like Georgia's always like the team that's like in contention but loses to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, well, that didn't work out. Especially if Georgia's loss is to Alabama. I know they don't play in the regular season, but if they lose to them in the SEC title game, it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you maybe give them another chance. Um, but if they lose to like, I mean, I don't know. Who's, who's funny to lose? Vanderbilt. I mean, that won't happen, though. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If it's like the losses to Alabama or maybe someone else who kind of creeps up there in the SEC where it's like, okay, that was a legitimate loss, um, and you're looking at them versus Clemson, yeah, there's no way you put in Clemson ahead of Georgia. I'll be interested to see, like you said, though, the Big Ten. You know, it's like Iowa looked good, and and Ohio State looked good against, like, teams where you're like, okay, that was kind of a, a bit of a statement. Um, Penn State looked good. Other than that, it's, like, kind of, like, after that, it's it feels like everyone's kind of trying to figure figure out the order. Yeah, for sure. It's it's going to be funky. I think the next two weeks are definitely going to help with figuring out where we're at and then maybe also even sneak into the first week of conference play because at the end of the day, non-con doesn't matter because they're for making yeah. the – Big Ten championship game because True. you're not playing anyone in the conference. I mean, yeah, like let's be realistic about this team's goals. Like, I mean, obviously even finishing like – I hate to be that guy, but even finishing like second in the Big Ten West would be like, okay, well, I mean, that's a big step up from where we were oh, before. that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Let's just get to a bowl game. I, but like after, after week one, like let's think about bowl game aspirations here. I mean, mm-hmm. if we take care of Buffalo, we get two. Michigan State's going to be tough at Michigan State. I'm, I might say that Michigan State wins that, but then we go to the Northwestern, get three. Skip Michigan, Michigan, come back to it. Minnesota, even at Minnesota, we should hopefully win that. We get to four, Purdue five. And if we do get to five wins there, then we either have one – got to win one game, just one against either Michigan, Wisconsin, or Iowa. So – that's the uh, the theoretical hump that Scott Frost has been yet to get over is, you know, 0-6 against, well, I guess 0-5 against Wisconsin and Iowa since joining the Big Ten. Uh, really, I mean, his marquee win is against a Penn State team that didn't have some of the best players play last year, and they finished under 500. So, you know, that would be uh, – he, he's essentially I think he's going to have to get that marquee win to get to a bowl game. You know, it's either going to have to be beating Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, or Iowa. And all four of those games would be big wins. That's a, that's a big program you're beating no matter who it is. All right, I'm just going to throw this out there. We play Purdue before we play Ohio State. Yeah. Chance to possibly fine-tune some things. Guess who Ohio State plays before they play us? A non-conference team, let me guess. No, they play Penn State. Who? So I mean, who know? I mean, who knows? Maybe they're a little sore after that one. They, their, their defense did kind of look like Swiss cheese. A little bit. Um, even after Ibrahim um, was out, uh, they were still moving the ball. Minnesota was. So yeah, I mean, I think this is still anybody's conference for sure. Oh, hundred percent. And. Let's see what they did here. Point up the box score. 
Yeah, Minnesota rushed for 203 yards, but then also Tanner Morgan. I mean, he did end up playing pretty well at the end of the day. Like, when you like, if you actually watch the game, his stat line didn't look that great. 14 for 25 with 205 yards, but I mean, he had a touchdown and no pick. So I mean, against Ohio State, if you keep the turnovers down, it might be close. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, know. I don't know. But their defense did look as bad as it has against Ryan Day so far. Yeah. But also, Michigan had the ball for 38 minutes. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Minnesota had the ball for 38 minutes. That's a that's a lot. 17 more minutes time of possession and also it's the it's CJ Shroud's first game so yeah he'll get better he'll too he'll get better which is you, you, that's scary. a team you probably want to play earlier on the season yeah and they have that receiving core with Olave and we know what Garrett Wilson can do against us <laughs> we saw that last year yeah um but yeah basically like you said they they took care of the ball that'll be what it'll come down to it, we got to take care of the ball going forward and i think we definitely make a bowl game if we if we end up on the plus side of the turnover, yeah, turnover I, margin. I love that. If we end up on the plus side of the turnover margin, I think we win a bowl game. If we don't, I don't know if we do. And that's, we'll not even a, that. that's not even a hot take because that's no. just like that's how games are. A lot of these close games in the Big Ten are won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Nope. All Hopefully right. Hopefully we went beat Buffalo. I got them against or covering spread. Yeah. Well, I feel like one of us should have picked – Plus At least have one of us be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. All right. Well, you heard it here um, on Cut to the Corn. Uh, we're covering. Oh, so. that's what we're on? Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> For Aaron Bonderson and Nolan Gotch, this has been Cut to the Corn. Go Skurs. See you later.